All right. It's been a while since I preached, I feel like. So it's uh, going to be a good time. Um, next Sunday, Charles Duvall is going to be preaching for us. Amen. Debbie Isla. But I want to talk to us today about something. You guys remember uh, the R&B duo Millie Vanilli? <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I know they had all kind of songs, you know. Girl, you know it's true. And they used to do that. Girl, you know it's true. That's what they did. They won Grammy Awards. And then they had a performance live. And out there singing, all of a sudden, the record started skipping. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. And they tried to play along with it for a while. Then they just ran off stage. Why? Because they were lip syncing. A person that moves their mouth silently in sync with the words to the song. Lip syncing. That's what they did. They were singing it with their mouth, but they really weren't doing it. Now, part of my lesson today is the Millie Vanilli Christians. There's a lot of people who know what to say and how to say it, but you ain't living it. And this is what we need to talk about because this is what God wants us to see. Now, this is actually a very encouraging lesson. Because some of us need to turn in our Grammy Awards. Because so often you'll see somebody up doing something or in church for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden they disappear. And you're like, how could that be? Did they move? They didn't move. Why? Because they've been lip syncing for so long that when the record actually skips and you get busted, you run. We don't need any whatever. Millie Vanillis in the church. But what does that mean, a Millie Vanilli Christian? You know what to say, and you know how to say it, but that's not who you really are. You're living a lie. And you get so deceived, you start to believe your own lie. Those two, once they got busted, one of them started doing drugs, ended up killing himself, overdosed. Why? Because his life got exposed. The other one actually was a pretty good singer. But then when he actually tried to start doing it, nobody was going for it. We can look at that and we say, oh man, that's sad, but how much worse is it for somebody that's pretending to be a Christian and then throw away their eternal salvation because they're not honest with who they are? That's what I want to talk to us about today. I want to call us out of that, but also help us to see how not to go into that. Look over in Acts chapter 19. We're going to read some scriptures here, and and you've probably read them before, but I want to look at it from the angle we're talking about when it comes to being a lip-syncing Christian. We don't want somebody that's a lip-syncing Christian. We want somebody whose heart, soul, and mind is committed to what we're talking about. In Acts chapter 19, now I'm going to quit faking it too. I'm just going to pull out my glasses here. (laughs) Acts chapter 19. Boy, these words are so clear all of a sudden. 
We're going to start in verse 13. It says, Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus, Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day, the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out the house. Naked and bleeding. I always tell y'all, don't run unless you see me running. We bought this. <laughs> Here's the story. These Christians were out trying to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. They ran across one demon, and he says, whoa, 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 whoa. This Jesus, I know who he is. Paul, I know who he is. But the words that are coming out of your mouth have no power. You saying the right things, but you didn't live the way Jesus did or the way Paul did. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you an old-fashioned butt whooping. He beat them so bad, they ran out the house naked and bleeding. Guys, even the demons know if we're living by faith or not. Aaron, could you go see what that is? It's the mic. I make sure ain't no demon trying to get. Is that back there at that door? All right. See, here's the problem. Many people say they're Christian, but they don't understand just because you say the right thing or you know what to say doesn't mean it's right. It's not about your words. It's not about how you do it. It's about the faith behind it, the life behind it. The Bible says with faith, that's what makes it work. So you can be the most intellectual, Bible knowledge person, but have no power whatsoever. So we have these seven sons of Sceva, and they're saying, you know what, you guys are just all lip syncing. So I'm going to teach you a lesson about lip syncing with me. As you know, even the demons know if you're living by faith or not. We got, we got to come to reality on this. Because they're proclaiming, they're doing all this stuff, and the demons are sitting back like, oh, this ain't even right. So I'm going to teach you a lesson. And sometimes you wonder, why? Why does this stuff keep happening? Maybe because it's not by faith, and we're just trying to come across like a good Christian. But you know what's in your heart. You know what you're doing at home. You know what you're doing, and many of us know we shouldn't be doing it. But we do it anyway. So it says in, in verse 16, he looked at him and said, you know what? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them, on them. It wasn't one person. He jumped on them, the seven sons, overpowered them all, and gave them such a beating that they ran out the house naked and bleeding. Again, 
They spoke the words, but they didn't speak the words with faith. Look at 2 Timothy chapter 3. Because it's not just, oh, I spoke the truth. You may be speaking the truth. Well, the Bible is truth. But that truth that you share with somebody needs to come out of faith. 2 Timothy 3, 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Okay, if I'm teaching the truth, it says I can use the truth, the Bible, to teach somebody. That's what we need to do. That means it's not about your opinions. It's about what the Bible says. I can use the Bible to rebuke somebody. Rebuking somebody means you show them how God says don't do this and this is a consequence. That's a rebuke from the Bible. A rebuke is not you make me sick. And, you, you know, it's just getting on my nerves and God's going to crush you. He probably just killed you. See, that's not a rebuke. That's just you getting an attitude. And if you're that sick, go to the doctor. You don't need to be trying to tell somebody they make you sick. See, guys, again, that's a lip-syncing Christian. Because I don't think Jesus rebukes anybody by saying things like that. He says, correct them, train them in righteousness. It's all about us taking it back to the Bible. And this is the key thing that we're going to understand. Look over in Romans chapter 16. Romans 16, verse 17. It says, I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. Keep away from them. For such people are not serving our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. By smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the minds of naive people. It says, when you speak the word, you need to speak it from a place of faith. Why? Because there are naive people. Well, what's a naive person? That's somebody that's, that's, that's not rooted deeply in the Bible or in God's church. That's the young Christian. See, this is why it's so important, no matter who you are, you need to read the Bible for yourself every day. We can't live off of other people's faith. Because then you're going to be swayed away. You're not going to be able to be focused on what God wants you to. You may hear somebody saying the right thing. But if they're not bringing it from a place of faith, what they say is going to lead people astray. Then think about it. They take a little bit of truth because that's enticing. Oh, that is the truth. That is in the Bible. But if they're making it sound the way they want it to sound, that's not a good thing. Isn't that what happened to Adam and Eve? Satan came to her and gave her just enough truth to make her think this is what God really means. That she had a perfect relationship with God, walking with God every day. But yet you can hear something, maybe repeatedly so many times, that you think is true. You need to make sure it's in the Bible and not just in a person's mind. Look over in Hebrews chapter 10. You know, Satan knows scriptures because Satan is a good lip syncer. He can quote all kinds of scriptures, but we all know he's not living it out. So guys, just because you know a scripture, you know a verse, 
does not mean that that's exactly the way it is unless it's from your heart. Hebrews 10, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold unswervingly. What does that mean? I mean, we can't be riding high on Monday and then Tuesday we down low. Wednesday we riding high at midweek, Thursday we down low. You're just swerving all over the place. Now, if you're driving down the street or you're on the bus and somebody's swerving in front of you, what do you do? You try to stay away from that person because you know they're about to crash and burn. Guys, we can't be looking and swerving all over the place. That's where the Bible comes in and helps us correct and train each other to stay on the path. Look at what it says in verse 26. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left. You know what? We know the truth. But if we deliberately keep on sinning, that means you are a lip-thinking Christian who comes to church, you know what to do and to say, but you make a conscious decision to continue to live by the sinful nature. You are lip-syncing. It doesn't matter if your name's on the membership or not. You're not making it to heaven. Because salvation isn't about church membership. Salvation is about you and God having a relationship that you're walking together and the demons say, stay away because they got power in them. Look at verse 28. Anyone who rejected the law of Moses did without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. You know, there are times that our lives reject what God said. We may verbally, oh yes, I believe it, Jesus is Lord, but we don't live that way. I appreciate what Juan shared at the communion, or contribution actually. And he just talked about the fact it's easy for us to tell other people certain things. But when it's you, do you tell yourself that? Some of us need to have conversations with ourselves. Because we're good at telling everybody else what to do. Have faith. Trust in God. Stay out of impurity. Do the right thing. But then when you're in that situation, how does it look? See, when we're baptized, we say, Jesus is Lord. But if you're not living it, you're lip syncing. The words to the songs we sing, are you lip syncing? Now, I'm not talking about the, the visual words. What I mean is this. When we sing Jesus is Lord, is that really what's inside your heart? The verses say, verse 1, Jesus is, my, Jesus is Lord, my Redeemer. How he loves me, how I love him. He is risen, he is coming. Lord, come quickly. Hallelujah. You really want him to come quickly knowing what you did last night? You really want to come quickly knowing your attitude on the way to church this morning? Verse 2 says, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Are you taking everything to God in prayer? Or are you taking just the things you need to God in prayer? As a matter of fact, are you even taking it to God in prayer? Or are you controlling everything that goes on around you? Do you pray occasionally? you throw them a token prayer? 
Or are you praying daily, consistently, because that's a relationship between you and God? If you have a spouse or children, you want to talk to them every day. Even if they live somewhere else, you'll give them a call, you'll FaceTime them, you'll text them, you'll do something. Is that your relationship with God? You want to communicate every day. I take everything to God in prayer. Really? Some of us need to stop singing that song if it's not true. It's better not to say it than to be a lip-syncing Christian. You know, we moved here, and my oldest daughter, she speaks French and English, and she came here and picked up Spanish like that. So she's going on, talking about everything. My youngest daughter, another story. She comes here, though, and she loves Latin music. So she's in the car, and she's singing all this song. I said, you know what those words mean? No. Well, then don't be singing that song. You don't know what the words mean. Ain't no telling what they're saying. And you up here, oh, You need to ask somebody, what is that song about before you start singing it all over the place? Why? You don't need to lip sync something that's not you. Guys, we don't need to sit here and be praising God and throwing our hands up and hugging everybody and you walk out and act like a fool. It is important for you to make sure you are a true disciple of Jesus. Hebrews 10, verse 38. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. If he shrinks back, draw, draw back from what? From your faith. Why? Because it says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, that's the next chapter, and without faith, faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you're drawing back in your faith, you're not going to please God. And God's not going to be pleased with you. So the issue is, do I know the word? No, no, that's not the issue. Do I know the words? Do I know the Bible? The issue is, am I living it out? See, that's the worst thing you want to have. On one hand, somebody that's, okay, I want to be right with God. On the other hand, but I want to fulfill these sinful desires that I have. You know, the Bible says that God has given you everything you need in Christ. So what does that mean? That means you can do even greater things than Jesus did. That's what he said. So why do we sometimes just wait for God to do everything? He's already said, wait, wait, I've given you everything you need to make this happen. You just need to do it in faith. But see, instead of doing it in faith, we just want to, oh, let me just pray about it and wait for God to do the work. God said, I already did the work. I've already given you everything you need. You just need to be a man or woman of faith. So I'm not saying you just pray up any prayer. Oh, I, just got, I got faith in this prayer. I got faith in this prayer. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the lifestyle that follows up that prayer with a trust in God. Look in James chapter 1. Here's the good news to it. James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, can I get an amen on that one? He should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault. 
and it will be given to him. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. God says, listen, if you need something, just ask me. You need wisdom? Ask me for it. You need better health? Ask me for it. Now, I'm not saying he's just going to just keep giving, but he's saying if you ask in faith, it will be done. Now, here's the thing. He didn't say, you've got to say the right words. You've got to have the right attitude. You've you got to have the right, be happy when you say those words. It's not about just being faith. That's lip syncing. He didn't say anything about lip syncing. He said, if you have the faith in whatever you ask, it'll be given to you. Now, here's the key thing. Too many times we listen to Satan's lies. You don't know enough to lead a Bible talk. You're not spiritual enough, equipped enough to lead a small group of people in a simple discussion on the Bible. You are not spiritual enough or equipped enough to find a mate in God's kingdom. You are not spiritual enough for your marriage to work out. You are spiritual enough for you to raise Christian kids in your household. Satan lies to us all the time. And too many times we give in to his lies instead of responding with faith. That's like that demon saying, listen, I know who Jesus is, but who are you? You need to tell him, I'm a Christian. I'm a disciple of Jesus. That's who I am. And my faith says I can do greater things. But too many times we just sit back and shrink back in our faith. God is like, don't shrink back. I'm giving you everything you need. I just need you to be faithful and trust me. And I will lead you where you need to go. Now again, it's going to be in God's timing. And that's where we once again have a problem. Because it's God's timing. And a lot of times we get frustrated with God's timing. Why isn't God doing it now? Why isn't God giving me somebody? You gave Geo somebody. What about me? Maybe God needs to work on your attitude and heart a little bit more before he gives you somebody so you don't jack them up. We are always thinking it's about somebody else. Why isn't God giving me somebody? Because he ain't done fixing you yet. That's how it is. But we don't always like to look at ourselves. We like to look at why isn't God doing this, why isn't... God has already given you everything you need. Be patient and trust him. But my kids, you just don't know my kids. They used to have angel wings. Now they got demon horns. You don't know my kids. I may not, but I know who God is. And it's the same God you have, and God can do incredible things with anybody. If he, first of all, helped you become a Christian, that's enough faith right there to know he can change anybody. But what happens? Too many times, this is what we do. Look in 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Now, about this time, some people squirming in their seats. Because you know that lip-syncing thing is real. But there's good news. First Peter, I mean, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. It says, We do not follow cleverly invented stories 
when we told you about the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For we received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. And we have heard the word of the prophets made more certain. And you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place, until the dawn, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Every time we take the Bible and try to make it say what we want it to say, we're lip syncing. What do you mean? This is what God said. Don't try to twist it and say, no, 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 this is what God means. That's lip syncing. You can't take God's word and make it say something else. It says it did not come about by a prophet's own interpretation. There's no personal interpretation of the Bible. Why do people say man must have wrote the Bible? Because God says some things we don't like. And we think, well, God wouldn't do that if I don't like it. So he must not have did that. That was some man who wrote that. No, God wrote that. That means you need to change. You know, when you start studying the Bible, when you realize if Jesus is not Lord, I'm not making it to heaven, and I'm going to be in eternal hell, you quickly come to the Lord. But the people that don't want to accept God's word will look at that and say, ah, I'm just not, I just don't agree with that because I don't think God would do that. So then it takes the months and years to study the Bible. Guys, when you realize where you're at, it doesn't take months and years. If you are a Christian and you know the truth, and we all sin, but you sin, it doesn't take months and years to get out of that sin. Why? Because you've got to come back to reality. Just because I go to the church doesn't mean I'm going to heaven. I've got to live the right life. But if it takes you months and months before you actually repent, your record is skipping. Girl, you know it. Girl, you know it. Why are you going to just skip along? Because pretty soon, you're going to start running. And then we're going to have to chase you down to help you find the truth. Look in verse, chapter 2, verse 3. I'm sorry, Second Peter 3, verse 14. Second Peter 3, verse 14. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort, as they do other scriptures to their own destruction. In other words, don't take a verse and try to twist it around 
to make yourself feel good. Take the Bible for what it is and follow it. So how do we get ourselves to, to stop doing the lip-syncing Christianity? Well, we do it by making the Bible the standard for our lives. Guys, this is why the Word of God should be the first Bible study we do with anybody. You say, wait a minute, we should do the cross first and convict them. Convict them on what? If the Bible is not the standard, how is that going to convict them? We should look at the Bible and make it the standard for our lives first and foremost. Because if we're not make, willing to make the Bible our standard, you're going to be studying the Bible with somebody for years and years. Because it doesn't mean anything to them. Look at what it says in Psalm 19, verse 14. Are y'all with me here? Okay. Y'all was waiting for a Christmas message, but no. I'm trying to get us right with Jesus. You work out your own Santa Claus list. I'm talking about Jesus. Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. You want to rid yourself of lip syncing? Just make sure the words you speak and the words you meditate on are acceptable to God. And that's huge. Because we say some stuff sometimes that I don't think God will be too pleased with. But what does the Bible say? The Bible does say encourage one another daily. Are you an encourager? I wasn't born that way. I grew up in New York. You've got to be tough. I was three years old walking to school barefoot. That's just how I grew up. I don't even smile. Ain't nobody playing me. That may be true, but if you're a Christian, you need to be an encourager now. So you've got to decide, am I a New Yorker or am I a Christian? The Bible says build each other up. Are you building each other up? You know what? I never got built up in my family. Shoot. That's just how we roll. You keep rolling like that, you're going to be stopped dropping and rolling in the hot place. We cannot let our past determine our future. You know what else it says? It says, do not lie to one another. Just a little white lie. Ain't no such, ain't no such thing. That's my grammar. There's no such thing as a little white lie. A lie is a lie. Do not gossip. Y'all notice? Everything else I said, everybody's like, amen. I said that, didn't say a word. Wasn't nothing all across the room. It just got real quiet. But you ain't heard me say that, Miss Benita. Look over in Psalm 119. We're going to wrap this up in a minute. But I know if we're not all there, I can keep preaching. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. 
I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. You know what, all y'all campus students, you can be wiser than your teachers, getting the word of God. You think you got enemies at work in your neighborhood? Getting the word of God. You can be wiser than them. Guys, it's about letting the word of God be a part of who you are. On your own, you got to start memorizing scripture. You got something's got to be able to click when you're feeling tempted on the bus, on the MTA, when you're tempted at work. You got to have some kind of scripture come to your mind, some kind of righteous scripture. Not calling down. You need to have a righteous scripture to help you. Here's the thing. Let's just wrap it up with this. When you're lip syncing, you're saying what needs to be said, but it's not being lived out in your life. What will help you not lip sync is inviting people into your life to help you walk the walk that God wants you to. None of us can make it on our own. If Jesus had 12 people with him, what makes you think you don't need at least 12? But sometimes, amen, sometimes we think we can do it by ourselves. All of us have been lip syncers at one time or another in our lives. Let's just face the truth. That's reality. And you're never going to grow out of it until you're honest about it. The more we put on God's word, the more we meditate on God's word, the less and less the lip thinking will occur in our lives. So what do we need to do? Some of us need to hand in our Grammys. Because we've gotten some good Grammys for lip thinking. Saying things, wanting to look good, wanting to be important, wanting acknowledgement. We've received a lot of accommodations and awards. But sometimes it's time to turn those in and just make it about you and God, not about how you look. That's what we need to do. Because if you're off key, even a little bit, God's grace will cover that up. If your record skips, God's grace can help you get back on track. As long as you're walking with God and not just lip syncing the words, but that's who you really are. And that's what you got to walk away with thinking right now. Is this who I really am? Or is there another side to me that nobody knows about but me, God, and the demons that are out there? Because they do know. Just like they knew here, the seven sons of Stephen, they knew they were fake. So God and the demons know. So a lot of times we just want to think, just God knows, nobody else. No, no, no. Satan knows because you're working for him. So the key thing is, let's stop lip syncing. Let's get into the Bible every single day. Let's live it out to the best of our ability. And even if you're living it out and you mess up, God's grace is there as long as you're walking the right path with him. None of us are going to be perfect, but we just need to stop lip syncing, stop being fake, and do not ever run off stage. Run off because your record skipped. That skip is just a little blip of sin that God is willing to forgive if you stay on the path. I love you. To God be the glory. Amen.